This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So... What makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Tonight, the world leaders promising severe consequences if Putin uses nuclear weapons as President Zelensky pleads for more air defense systems. Sirens sound as Russian missiles rain down for a second day. The news from the emergency meeting of the G7. And CBS's Charlie Daggett reports that on the ground, Putin's forces appear to be retreating. Two Russian armored personnel carriers torched where they stood, one still bearing the Z of the Russian army. America decides the battle for the U.S. Senate. CBS's Nicole Killian reports on why Republican leaders are rushing to boost embattled candidate Herschel Walker. Outrage in Los Angeles. CBS's Mark Strassman reports on a Los Angeles City Council meeting erupting with anger after racist comments were revealed in a secret taping. CBS News investigation, the never-before-seen text messages linked to Brett Favre and Mississippi's massive welfare scandal. And remembering Angela Lansbury. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Tuesday night. Russia's revenge continues as its missiles rain down from the skies across Ukraine for the second straight day. Air raid sirens sounded during the early morning rush hour as residents took cover in bomb shelters and subway stations. Multiple cities across the country were hit with fresh rockets and kamikaze drone attacks as the death toll continues to rise. Russia's military appeared to be targeting residential areas, including a school and a medical facility in the contested city of Zaporizhia. 
President Biden and other G7 leaders held an emergency meeting today and pledged to stand firmly with Ukraine. And tonight we're learning details about the sophisticated weapons that could be headed to Ukraine. CBS's Charlie Daggett starts us off tonight from inside Ukraine. Good evening, Charlie. Good evening to you, Nora. In his nightly address moments ago, President Zelensky said Russia launched another 28 missiles into Ukraine today. On the same day, he pleaded with the G7 for modern air defense systems, saying the key element of Russia's terror, rocket strikes, will cease to work. Ukraine's defense ministry says more than half of at least 75 cruise missiles fired in the onslaught were intercepted shot down like this video is said to show. But while the Kremlin attacks civilian targets, many of its troops are in retreat on the battlefield. We headed south, where Ukrainian forces smashed through Russian defenses in the Kherson region. Not much more than a week ago, this whole area was under Russian control. Claudia Vladichenko told us how she tried to shield her six-year-old daughter, Margarita, who's blind and cannot walk or talk, from the sounds of explosions and gunfire. She was scared, but she got used to it eventually, she said. I taught her how to smile. Russian troops took over the local high school as their headquarters. The holes blown in the concrete, scorched walls and smashed windows speak of the battle that took place when Ukrainian forces closed in. It's almost as if they didn't see it coming. Two Russian armored personnel carriers torched where they stood, one still bearing the Z of the Russian army. Inside, Svetlana Reznichenko said she cried seeing her school turned into a filthy barracks. Maybe our government can help us rebuild and we can meet our students at the entrance again, she said. In another nearby village, a tearful Oksana described how relieved she was to see the faces of Ukrainian soldiers. Under Russian ownership for seven months, long enough to start thinking their home would never be home again. Yesterday's bombardment has had a huge impact on the civilian infrastructure here, cutting off electricity and water in parts of the country. Residents have been asked to conserve energy, shut down businesses early, and even stock up on water. Nora. Charlie Daggett, thank you for your superb reporting. Well, let's go now to the White House for more on President Biden's emergency meeting with G7 leaders and what they agreed on in response to Russia's latest attacks. CBS's Nancy Cordes reports tonight from the White House. The latest wave of civilian casualties in Ukraine is setting off alarm bells in Washington. Republican Senator Jim Risch called Russia a terrorist state committing acts of genocide and urged the Biden administration to do more to defend Ukraine. The U.S. has already committed more than $16 billion worth of military assistance. The latest promise from the Pentagon? Eight advanced surface-to-air missiles, known as NASAMs, that can shoot down Russian cruise missiles. But CBS News has learned that the first two won't be delivered for about a month. 
After meeting virtually with Ukraine's president today, President Biden and the other G7 leaders issued a lengthy statement filled with warnings for Vladimir Putin. They said any use of chemical, biological or nuclear weapons by Russia would be met with severe consequences. I think he thought he's going to be welcome with open arms that this was this has been the, the home of Mother Russia and Kiev and and therefore he was going to be welcomed. And I, I think he just totally miscalculated. Some top Democrats are also pushing President Biden to punish Saudi Arabia. They argue the supposed U.S. ally agreed to cut the already tight oil supply in order to help boost Russia's oil revenues. Does President Biden believe that Saudi Arabia sides with Russia in this war? The decision that OPEC Plus made last week, they certainly are uh, aligning themselves with Russia. White House officials say the president is reviewing the U.S.-Saudi relationship in light of this latest oil decision. But they would not say, Nora, how long that review will take. Nancy Cordes at the White House, thank you. President Biden is weighing in tonight on a growing scandal here at home. He's calling on three Los Angeles City Council members, all Democrats, to resign over racist comments heard in a leaked audio recording. CBS's Mark Strassman reports tonight from L.A. They came in outraged. Shame on you. United Shame. against their elected dividers. You are a disgrace. A moment of backroom bigotry captured on a leaked tape. Three Los Angeles City Council members, all Latino Democrats, led by Councilwoman Nuri Martinez. I see a lot of little short, dark people. Hateful comments fired in all directions, and no one pushed back. On these tapes, I have heard the worst of what Los Angeles is. Councilman Mike Bonin's young black son was a Martinez target. On tape in Spanish, she calls him a little monkey. My son? Man, that makes my soul bleed, and it makes my temper burn. Her critics, Nuri's jury, include Bonin, a furious father. First, you must resign and then ask for forgiveness. Martinez was a no-show today, taking what she called a leave of absence. Councilmen Gil Cedillo and Kevin DeLeon showed up, but never spoke. All three have apologized. As I listened to it more and more, I gasped more and more. Gustavo Ariano, a columnist for the Los Angeles Times. I'm glad Latinos especially are being some of the loudest voices against them. If they're on life support now, how much time do they have? That is a question only their arrogance can answer. In this moment, Nuri Martinez is politically radioactive, rejected by her former power base, Latino constituents, and Democratic Party elites who got her elected. Her comments have offended and embarrassed all of them. Nora? Mark Strassman, thank you. Well, we are now just four weeks away from the midterms and Election Day. And one of the races that could determine the control of the Senate is in Georgia. Republicans are trying to help anti-abortion rights candidate Herschel Walker fight off explosive allegations that he paid for a woman's abortion in 2009 and then later fathered a child with her. CBS's Nicole Killian is just outside Atlanta. Former football star turned Senate nominee Herschel Walker teamed up with the Senate's leading Republicans, Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton and Florida Senator Rick Scott, making little mention of the controversy, framing it as an attack on him. Now you can see what they're doing. They'll do whatever it takes, say whatever they have to say because they want this seat right here. 
While Scott and Cotton are embracing Walker, CBS News has learned GOP leaders and strategists are increasingly concerned his troubles could cost him in the pivotal Senate race. What do you say to those in your party who have concerns? Herschel Walker led, led the dream of this country. He's, he's come, come from the ground up from a small town with no money. He's, he's worked hard every day. He believes in this country. And that's why people are going to vote for it. In recent days, new reports emerged that Walker, who opposes abortion, paid for the procedure for a woman in 2009, then urged her to have a second abortion. The woman claims to be the mother of his child and said Walker's wife has reportedly texted her. Today, Walker continued to deny the allegations. I know nothing about an abortion. I know it's a lie. And, and I said it was a lie and I just move on. He threatened to kill us and had us move six times in six months. Democratic group backing Senator Raphael Warnock launched its first attack ad using statements from Walker's son Christian, who lashed out at his father on social media last week. Everything's been a lie. With early voting starting in less than a week, many voters are making up their minds. He's uh, a down-to-earth person. He's not pretending. And like he said, we all have a story. Loved watching him play football but he should not be in the U.S. Senate. In a new interview tonight, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said he's been speaking with Walker often and plans to stick with him. Voters here in Georgia will get a chance to see Walker and his Democratic opponent, Senator Warnock, in what could be their one and only debate later this week. Nora? Nicole Killian, thank you. Well, it was a terrifying scene today at a daycare center in Allentown, Pennsylvania. A carbon monoxide leak sent nearly 30 children and adults to hospitals. Fortunately, all are expected to be okay. Nine-year-old Daniela Polanco said when she got to the center this morning, she felt dizzy and that she knew something wasn't right. I was a little worried because I saw somebody from my class um, that was on the floor and his eyes were closed. Investigators say the leak was caused by a malfunctioning heater and blocked venting system. The building doesn't have carbon monoxide detectors. Believe it or not, there is no state law that requires a daycare in Pennsylvania to have one. Well, tonight, the life of the convicted Parkland, Florida school shooter Nicholas Cruz will soon be in the hands of a jury. Closing arguments ended and jurors will now decide whether Cruz gets life without parole or the death penalty. Fourteen students and three staff members were killed on Valentine's Day 2018. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas reports from Fort Lauderdale. And we want to warn you that some of the images are disturbing. A trial that has been painful for the victims' families to listen to ended with closing arguments that were no different. It was a systematic massacre. Prosecutor said Nicholas Cruz, who's already pleaded guilty to killing 17 people at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in 2018, should be put to death for what they called a premeditated and heinous attack. What he did was to murder children at school and their caretakers. The defense has to convince just one juror against the death penalty for Cruz to get life in prison. His lawyers argued he's a broken and abused person, starting with fetal alcohol syndrome due to his mother's addiction. Do we kill brain-damaged, mentally ill, broken people? Do we? I hope not. 
During the trial, jurors went to the high school building where it happened, the crime scene preserved for them to see. They also saw the weapon and tactical vest the shooter wore. And though he didn't testify, they heard a videotaped interview where he described why he did it. I felt I don't love me. And I didn't like Valentine's Day. I want to ruin it for everyone. The jury will also weigh the words of the victim's families, like the Hoyers, who lost their 15-year-old son, Luke. Every morning when I wake up, knowing Luke is not upstairs in his bed, is pure agony. If the jury decides in favor of the death penalty, that becomes a recommendation the judge can either follow or still grant life in prison. The seven men and five women of the jury will be sequestered as deliberations begin tomorrow. Nora. Memo Bohorquez, thank you. Well, tonight, a new development in the largest welfare scandal in Mississippi history. CBS News has exclusively obtained text messages and documents that connect the plan to divert millions of dollars in welfare funds to pet projects of Hall of Fame quarterback Brett Favre. CBS's Omar Villafranca has the never-before-seen evidence. This is a game-changer. A new um, concussion yeah, drug backed by NFL legend Brett Favre needed financing, so he turned to his home state of Mississippi the poorest in the nation. The pitch was made in 2019 at Favre's home to the former head of the state's human services and Nancy New, the founder of a nonprofit that distributed welfare funds in the state. In a document obtained exclusively by CBS News, the drug company Prevacus asked for nearly $2 million from the Division of Human Services in the state of Mississippi. They struck disagreement. In exchange for funding, the drug would be made and tested in Mississippi. Former federal prosecutor Brad Pygut investigated the transactions for the state. Both federal and Mississippi law required 100% of that money to go only to the alleviation of poverty within Mississippi. Court documents show Prevacus was sent $1.5 million, with Favre's business associate later asking for the rest. We would love 784K, he wrote with a smiley face emoji in a text message obtained by CBS News. New responded, we can send 400K today, adding, I will need to let Brett know that we will need to pull this from what we were hoping to help with on other activities. She has since pleaded guilty for helping funnel millions in welfare money for a volleyball center at Favre's alma mater. Eric Hirschman, Brett Favre's attorney, insists his client didn't know the grants were coming from welfare funds and that Favre didn't personally receive any of the money paid to Prevacus. You're almost making him sound like a patsy, like he was set up. Nobody's a patsy, except no one told him. You want the outside quarterback to look out and say, wait a minute, let me challenge the entire state as to what they do with their own funds? This is not philanthropy. It's not a passive investor. He invited the director of the Mississippi Department of Human Services into his house to receive the sales pitch. Favre has not been charged with any crimes. The state of Mississippi is suing to try to get back the $2.1 million from the drug company and its affiliates. Last month, the company announced they had finished the first round of clinical trials in Australia. Nora? Omar Franca, thank you. Well, tonight, all charges have been dropped in a murder case that was followed by millions of people on a hit podcast. That story, when we return. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. 
It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tonight, NASA says the DART spacecraft that deliberately crashed into an asteroid millions of miles from Earth two weeks ago succeeded in shifting its orbit. That means NASA believes if an Earth-threatening asteroid was ever discovered, it could save the planet. And we'll be right back with the passing of a Hollywood legend. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tonight, we remember actress Angela Lansbury, who has died at the age of 96. Here's CBS's Jamie Ucas. It was the theme song for Sunday night. She's not a suspect, is she? Angela Lansbury captivated viewers and captured killers as Jessica Fletcher, a lovable mystery writer and amateur detective. Born in London in 1925, her family escaped the Blitz in 1940 and moved to America. It was just wonderful. I mean, it was just everything I had dreamed that it would be. From stage to screen. She's not the only one in the house, is she? In her first decade, she made 16 films. I was lucky. I was offered a lot of things very fast. But Lansbury felt typecast, often playing someone twice her age. So despite her success on the silver screen, she moved back to Broadway. I knew that I could do something more. In her 40s, she hit a Tony trifecta, winning for Mame, Dear World, and Gypsy. To an even younger audience, she was Mrs. Potts. I thought you might like a spot of tea. After seven decades in theater, film, and television, that Angela Lansbury loved acting was no mystery. <laughs> Jamie Ucas, CBS News, Los Angeles. We watched her for many years, and that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night.
Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts.